Hello and welcome to the Architects Garden Podcast, a place where we discuss the intersection of marketing, technology, automation, and strategy. As marketing ops gets more complex, we help you separate what's real and what's hype. I'm Kristen Malkovich. And I'm Grant Gregorian. And in today's episode, we're talking to Josh Hill, who is the director of lead lifecycle management at Ring Central and the founder of marketingrockstarguides.com, also a good friend of ours. So welcome, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on today. So let's start off with um, maybe just can you give us a little bit of your background? I mean, I've known you for a while, and I think you're kind of uh, pretty well known, especially on the Marketo community site. But just tell us maybe a little bit about, like, how you got into doing marketing automation and maybe a couple of the last places you've worked. Sure. Um, so I work at the intersection of sales, marketing, and technology. I've had jobs in all three areas, and I've always had a long-term interest in tech and how to apply it to different kinds of situations. Uh, I never became a programmer or anything, but I tried, and that gave me kind of a unique perspective on how to talk to, say, developers or the tech team and say, here's what I need to do, and I know you could probably do X, Y, and Z, uh, but you guys tell me, you know, what's really possible. And that's been pretty effective for me in all of my roles, whether I was trying to help a client fix something on the product we were selling or if it was, you know, getting Marketo launched. Um, and I got into Marketo, I guess, in 2010. And I had been doing a lot of, I guess relatively manual work tracking our success of email programs, of uh, our roadshows, of all the different kind of field marketing events and other things I was doing. And, you know, that got me to a pretty good point in Salesforce where I was kind of a power user, pseudo administrator, and we just didn't have anything automated. And they wanted to build up our list from you know, 30,000 or hundreds of thousands of people. And as that happened, it overwhelmed me. It overwhelmed the other marketers who were routing leads to people um, based on very manual NQLs. So a consultant who had nothing to do with this project uh, said, hey, why don't you take a look at Marketo and about 20 other firms, which is kind of funny to think about now because there's probably only like five or six firms anyone really seriously considers anymore. But back then, it was still the early days of marketing automation. And ended up settling on Marketo and Eloqua, and eventually just signed on with Marketo. Um, and in 2010, there were no documentation. There is just implementations, customer success person to help train you. And there wasn't a lot of information on exactly what all these different flow steps and things did. Um, so it took me about six months to get Marketo working. Um, probably about three months of studying and playing around with it. And I actually had Marketo refresh our instance because I messed around with it so much. <laughs> um, until we, and then like restarted from, well, started from scratch again with the information I had collected and worked with the sales ops team to actually do the integration and do a very carefully done non-disruptive implementation. Right, sync the data correctly. How are the leads going to work? What fields need to change? So it became a whole project, and I pretty much did it 
by myself. Um, and I learned a lot, and this is actually pre-programs. So there was just folders mm-hmm. in Smart Campaign. I remember um, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was still also doing my regular demand gen job, running events and doing other things. Um, so it was a pretty, you know, intense but good time. And I really liked playing with it because I could take all the things I had in my head um, and all the things I was learning from Marketo's blog and all the content that was out there then and say, oh, wow, I can really up-level our marketing and do everything I thought was possible with this company. Um, So I did a lot of it, maybe not as much as I wanted to, but uh, Marketo made a lot of that possible for once, and I just automated a whole bunch of things out of my life and saved the company I think I wrote two or three blog posts about this in different ways, about 1,800 man hours a year, just from automation. Wow, that's amazing. Now, what were you using before? Like you said you had like some tools and you were trying to automate stuff. Like what did that look like? Um, That's one of my favorite stories. Um, I am not kidding when I tell you that we had Salesforce and we had an email service provider. I use that term loosely. He was running this out of his garage in North Carolina. It was really old school interface. It worked. It actually worked better than some actual real products. Um, but it was, you know, if you didn't understand a certain level of SQL and how to pull stuff out of the database, you probably wouldn't be able to use it very well. Um, I actually made a mistake once and had him pull the server out of the wall. That's how ghetto this was. Maybe we wow. shouldn't say ghetto. But... Um, yeah, it was really surprisingly bad. <laughs> so getting onto Marketo was like a breath of fresh air. I mean, any system would have been better than that. But, um, yeah, it really, you know, and this is kind of what I tell a lot of clients, too, um, when I've had them. Um, and I've seen this transformation many times. You probably have, too. It's like, you know, you've got all these old legacy tools. Maybe they were good. Maybe they weren't. But bringing in something like Marketo is like, an opportunity to completely regenerate your process and business plan, um, how we deal with marketing and sales. It's really a catalyst in many ways. Mm -hmm. So Josh, um, one of the easiest ways to know you or of you is for anyone who spent any time in the Marketo community. So like every, I mean, like you just contributed so much for those who may not have known, seen your name or who are not part of the Marketo community. I should let everyone know that like one of the biggest contributors to the community, and this is like a, you know, internal site where Marketo customers kind of help each other out and help each other answer questions. Uh, even in the early days of that, Josh has been like super helpful to people all over the world. I kid you not. <laughs> Um, on a, on an almost daily basis, like just being a super helpful resource, uh, answering questions, um, providing guidance and all of the above. And so like, first of all, like I just, I wanted to take the opportunity to kind of like almost thank you for doing that for on the behalf of all of us who've continued to make use of your advice on how to better use these, uh, programs and Marketo and just how to think about it, not only from your guide, but also like from your blog, the marketing rock stars, um, but also from just all of the content that you've put into the site. But it also begs the question, like at first, like 
we're all impressed. But then we're also kind of concerned almost. We're like, oh my God, like he's writing so much on the thing, like and accumulating so many points. So at some point you must have like felt like you were spending a lot of time on this and then you just like doubled down and you did even more. Like, can you tell me a little bit about that part of your like interaction with Marketo? How did you become so prolific in answering people questions? What drove you to do that? Like you're not being compensated by Marketo for doing this, right? Or by the community. Nope. You're just like, this is out of the goodness <laughs> of your heart, out of like your passion almost, I, at least. So, so just, can you, can you just kind of talk about that aspect? Sure. I suppose it is a passion. Um, I guess there are a lot of different things going on here. So since the first Marketo community was developed and I forget exactly when it launched, but sometime in like mid 2011, I started really spending time on it and there was still no docs.marketo.com. But there were a lot of people who had questions about, well, I've got to do this kind of journey for my customers. Um, I'm not sure how to do that. Right. I think some of the frequent questions in the early days were, um, you know, someone has a birthday or an expiration date. How do I do that? And there were some clever uh, ways to leverage date fields and different ways to run batch campaigns before the date time token appeared. And, you know, I just accumulated knowledge from just reading what I could on the forum as well as just coming up with things, right? One of the ways that I've, I learned tools like this is I just say, well, I know it can probably do something like this. Where is that button? Where is the menu? Where's the icon for that? Uh, whether it's a software program or Marketo or anything else, right? There's always a way to do something. Uh, and if there isn't quite a way, I'll, I'll try to come up with it or ask someone. And I, I probably didn't ask a lot on the forums directly, but I asked a lot of people like you, Eric Holobo, and other people who mm-hmm. taught me a few tricks. And I just shared some of that. I shared my own plans and I would actually sit down and kind of work out how would you do that and just come up with the smart list that made sense. Um, and I, I did it, I guess, because I wanted to share and I just wasn't seeing Marketo giving out a lot of this information to people. Um, I suppose I have a selfish desire to <laughs> look like I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but it also, it's kind of like how I sell and how I, I market myself too. Uh, maybe not initially deliberately, but as a salesperson, I used to just try to help people. Um, you know, you want economic data? Okay, tell me about that. Let's talk about that. Are you thinking of it this way? Are you trying to accomplish this goal? Um, and I wouldn't really try to push the product too much. Probably should have pushed it harder. But, you know, people would come to trust me when I do that. It's just kind of my style. Um, and I really hate to see marketers struggle with this sort of thing because it, it doesn't have to be hard. Now, a question for you, Josh, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I sort of know the answer to this, but did you foresee this ending up today, you know, like as you started to document things and keep track of it and answer people's questions? Like this has obviously led to like your site, you know, you have your training program now for people. Like did you did you have like this vision from the beginning or did this sort of evolve as you went? Like how can you want like how did that sort of come up for you? 
Sure. Um, so I think I reached a point toward the end of 2011, early 2012, where I said, you know, people need help doing this, and there's no one talking about this outside of the community. Um, you know, maybe I could write the manual and, well, frankly, make a few dollars off of it, right? But it would also be a good way to market my skills because I wanted to move up in the world and get different jobs, right? If people see you have content around this, they're going to be attracted to that, whether they hire you or not, right? They're going to say, oh, this guy, he seems to know what he's talking about. Um, plus, I had a lot of ideas, and I always wanted to get them out of my head and put them on paper. So I sat down, and I said, okay, how could I provide the manual for Marketo, like all the missing documentation? So I wrote down all the ideas. I collected everything into Evernote, which I still use a giant list of possibilities and links and things. Um, and how would I break that down? So I just started writing, and it seems easy now, but it was actually really a giant project. Um, if you've actually seen it or read it, it's 844 pages. It is a giant PDF. Um, I've heard people have printed it out and actually keep it by their desks, or at least they used to. Um, I'm really glad that people liked it. Um, I wouldn't say I made much money off of it, um, but it, as a piece of content marketing, it was probably the greatest thing I could have done to establish <laughs> my name in, Mar in the world of Marketo uh, because people are still talking about it uh, four and a half years later. True. You made the ultimate ebook. It's impressive. <laughs> and most yep. recently... You have, uh, my understanding is that you have something new going on in that. So, I mean, in a sense, it's like a huge training manual for Marketo. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell everyone what your latest uh, version of that is? It's like courses or something, right? It is. So I launched this year a Marketo training course that is online. It's video-based. It's really designed for marketers who want to know how to use Marketo to do their job. And we can talk more about why I went down that path versus other paths, but it, it, in some ways it's a follow-up to the Marketo guide. Um, a lot of people over the years have said, hey, when are you coming out with the latest edition? Are you updating it? Um, can I? Can you teach me how to get certified in Marketo? Um, and while I have done trainings with people and companies, you know, becoming certified is not something you do overnight or one simple two or three day course is going to do for you. And I talked to a lot of people and said, okay, um, I, I could do this. I'm the right person to teach people how to do this, of course, but um, what's the best format? You know, is the goal to become certified? Is that possible to do that in a video course? How long would that be? So, it probably took me longer than it should have. But, you know, I, I actually surveyed the audience I have who subscribed to my blog, and I talked to a lot of different people who were asking for a course or teach me Marketo so I can get a job. I got a lot of questions like that. Um, and, you know, without an instance, it can be a little challenging to really learn and connect the dots. That's so annoying. That That is a big challenge. Like, people who don't have Marketo that, and want to learn it, it's almost like a closed castle. Like it's almost impossible to do anything. Kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, I mean, it's kind of sad, but if you're not 
like part of a company who's buying marketing or you're not coming out of college and they're willing to you know, teach you everything. There's, there's gap in the market. Learn Marketo effectively. Um, and I, this came up during my research. Um, you know, how do I solve that problem for people? And I, I don't think there's a, a way that would allow people to gain access to, let's say, like a workspace um, without paying a lot of money. Because I said, okay, well, people could buy my course, and could I have an add-on where you say spend two hundred dollars and get access to a, a workspace for a month? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and, and I'm making up that number to some degree, but I actually thought about it. You know, what would that cost somebody? How many people would you really need to make that effective? Because Marketo is not doing it, right? You'd have to go buy your own instance or be a partner or something and do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I took your advice, Grant, and did a lot. <laughs> Just said, well, get a, get a course out and worry about the other things later. Um, so it's 12 modules, and it's all the key lessons you have to learn to actually use Marketo effectively. If you're doing it the paced version, it should take you about 30 days to learn Marketo. Although I think it's probably best use if you say, you know, someone tells you to go create a webinar, put the video on one screen and put Marketo on the other screen. Mm-hmm. It's really good for new Marketo users, new companies who companies who bought Marketo recently. Um, now I could have done a course to get people certified. Part of the reason I didn't do that yet is they changed the test, which I was part of and helped shape. And it's it's more of a practical test, which is good. Like it should be because people have to know how to use Marketo for their job, not just memorize features. And that's kind of how I approached any course that I was planning to develop. Um, but as part of the plan for the a certification course in the future, it's it could be a very large course and require a lot of work. Um, so I'm still kind of thinking about how I would help people do that effectively. However, if you're a fairly new user or you want to learn Marketo, the current course will get you there. And then you can take the certification test after, not immediately afterwards, but you'll have enough to really understand Marketo to continue your journey. Now, I think this brings up an interesting point that we had sort of been talking about earlier today, which was, um, you know, if you have you know, marketers using Marketo, like how many should you have? So let's say someone hypothetically goes through your course, right? Is this like I'm done and now I can go manage my own instance and I should start at a smaller company or like how do you sort of see it fitting into to where people are, um, you know, currently? And then, you know, I'd love to also dive into the topic we were discussing, which is how many marketers does it take to run Marketo? <laughs> kind of a funny so you're asking how many experts you would need or yeah i guess i mean yeah where do you see kind of your course fitting in is it for like the one single power user you think it can be if you're already a power user this course is not for you if your company (laughs) just seriously i don't want you to buy the course you'll be unhappy if you're brand new to marketo your company just purchased Marketo or you just joined the company and you have to learn it, this is the right course for you as a marketer, right? So as a marketer in 2010, I had to learn Marketo by myself 
with some help from our kiddo, of course. Uh, but one of the things I've continued to hear is people aren't really happy with the training that they get, whether it's from a vendor or a partner or from Marketo, because those courses tend to be either live and online or two, three, four day sessions with someone. And you kind of forget what happened, right? Mm. Like if you're not actively using a tool, you kind of get rusty, right? And unless you're really planning to become a marketing operations pro, um, some of these things, technical things can be surprising and hard to digest. And you're just like, I, I just want to send an email. Like, I don't need to worry about the life cycle. Um, and there are a lot of people who are who came to me and said, I don't have a skill to get a job uh, in demand gen, even though I'm a marketer, or I have to learn Marketo in like a few days. And I, I think some people have outsized expectations of what's possible in a few days. Um, but I try to design the course to meet those needs. Like, you know, how do you just do your job with Marketo? Don't, don't become an expert or a certified expert in a week or a month. Do you even need to become a certified expert? Mm-hmm. Which is really what you're asking, right? Yeah. And I guess also too, you know, how many certified experts does it take to do Marketo? Or like, what do you think is the good balance there? Right balance there. Well, it depends on the size of the company in most cases, right? How many marketers do you have at the company? How many people are at the company? How many programs are you running? And how seriously are you planning to build out, you know, lead life cycle and funnel attribution, right? Most companies that I've worked with fairly early in their implementation are looking at redoing it. And they weren't using Marketo effectively. And they, they kind of realized that as they weren't getting the data that the, they were sold. And they might have one or two people who were familiar with Marketo, but were rarely real experts, um, whether certified or not. Or even people who were certified really didn't understand how to use the system effectively. They weren't, how do I put this, creative with it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, I think one of my, well, not everybody on my team is currently certified. I certainly think my goal is to get them to be certified as part of their career path. Um, and so they can take over the administration of the system. But my team is a central service at Ring Central. Um, there are other marketers in that system. And this has been true with some of my other companies I've worked at. Um, and I build out templates for them. I teach them how to do their job effectively. And if they need an upgrade, they need something different, they come to us and my team and we can help them do that. Or if they break something or they, something breaks on them, you know, we'll come and fix it for them. But they don't really need to know a huge amount about Marketo. Like we gave them email 2.0 templates. They don't really need to know everything about how that, how that works. They just need to know that they can press some buttons and these are the buttons to press. Now, people like you and me are really good at figuring those buttons out eventually and taking that initial learning and saying, oh, well, there's got to be another button for this, right? And either building it or figuring it out. So I don't know if (laughs) Grant and I were talking about this before, but is there a formula that would determine the total number of people you need? I think you should write one down. You should give it a go. Of all the people in the world, you should. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I also to think about that and come up with that. But, I, you know, off the cuff, I would say, you know, my experience has been most startups loosely defined or any company between, you know, up to maybe 
500 or even 1,000 people probably only needs one or two actual experts mm -hmm. and maybe five to six good Marketo users. Mm -hmm. You know, that can vary a bit. And, you know, part of my mantra lately has been, you know, empower the user to do as much as possible because that'll speed up the time to deployment, right? Mm -hmm. If they're waiting on my team, because eventually I'm going to have a backlog, right? I can't do everything immediately, right? Then, you know, the marketer will feel like they've at least made progress, even if maybe they can't turn on the campaign yet. Um, or we get someone to the point where they can churn out a campaign faster because they're allowed to do it themselves. Yeah. Can I, um, so you've been following Marketo pretty closely over the past few years. And I, I would imagine since, you know, since you work at a large company, you probably, you know, know some about other marketing automation systems too. I'm wondering is, uh, like what kind of innovation are, are we having in this space and, and marketing automation and email marketing? Is that still an area that's like exciting and is posed, poised for like, you know, lots of new things to come? Or have we like settled into a happy place that we're just kind of like, uh, drifting? And, you know, what's, so it's a two part question. One is, has, you know, have we slowed down in the way that we're changing things and the way that we're innovating? And number two, if we have, like, what's next? What do you think is the next big thing in marketing automation? What are you looking forward to? What would you want to see? And where is it actually going? Well, that's an easy question to answer, of course. <laughs> um, you guys lots of big questions. Yeah, I'm surprised you said that was easy. Sounds hard. Well, that's exactly. We so, don't have opinions. Just we just want to know what you think. We don't want. This isn't like a wager. You don't have to. We just want to know like what you're seeing out there. And uh, yeah. So I've used different systems, but not in the same way and to the same depth that I've used Marketo, right? So I've had eloquent demos and. Vaguely familiar with how parts of it work, but I've never really used it myself. I have used ActOn, but it was a version from three or four years ago, and they've actually upgraded it quite a bit. Um, it doesn't really think the same way as Marketo does. However, there are quite a few things you can still do. Um, I have used HubSpot a bit um, as a tester, and it definitely doesn't quite think the way Marketo does. Um, it's probably a little closer to Pardot in some of the ways it manages workflows. I've played around with Pardot a little bit, but I don't consider myself really knowledgeable about it. Um, I think there are some smaller platforms I'm starting to see as they try to, they try to do the ABM outreach cold call emails. Um, I haven't really looked into them other than maybe Infusionsoft. Mm -hmm. um, each company, I have used MailChimp quite a bit, and they came out with an automation Mm -hmm. tool in the last year, which I started to use. And if you join my course, you will, or sign up for my blog, you'll be part of that automation. And then you can send me an email asking, why am I using MailChimp when I sell Marketo services? Is it any closer to what Marketo is doing? Like, are they actually competing on that? What do you think? Against Marketo? No. See, no. and that's, that's where I was going with that point, though, is MailChimp fits really well for a certain size company or certain goals. 
And only at a certain point when you have enough scale or enough leads, enough marketers content to do things, would you really want to consider something like Marketo or even a HubSpot? Mm-hmm. And HubSpot's targeted at, you know, kind of the what, under 50, under 100 business um, where they can just deploy a website and do content marketing really quickly. Um, you wouldn't normally do that because Marketo at its heart is a workflow engine, uh, not necessarily Email. Content platform, right? So if you understand that and you'll, you'll be able to choose the right tool for you at the right time in your business, right? So if I was doing a startup or running my own blog like I am, I wouldn't pay for Marketo. It's too expensive. But MailChimp has actually made serious advancements in automation. And I'm the kind of person who will not look at the manual and try to figure it out until I can't. And then I'll go look at the manual which is not always good for Ikea furniture, but actually works pretty well with software. So I'll, you know, I set up a thing and it took a while, probably a little longer to figure it out, but it's got a pretty good drip system. It's good for what I do. It costs $30 a month for what I have. Um, And I don't need more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think some people who have Marketo are still using MailChimp to automate their blog, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like you could automate your blog with Marketo. There are some add-ons for that. Now, getting back to your big question, though, I have, feel like there is stagnation in the marketplace for a marketing automation platform. Um, you know, maybe HubSpot, HubSpot has moved off into the sales CRM world to help small businesses. Cardot mm-hmm. hasn't really advanced this entire time, as far as I know. Eloquist certainly hasn't. Marketo has added things, but they never seem to be the things marketers are actually asking for in the forum. They, they created a vision, uh, which is really good when it came to attribution and programs and helping people see the funnel, which, you know, is a big add-on and a big cost and time sink for marketing ops to build out. But it really works well if you can do it. But you're adopting their point of view when you do that. Mm-hmm. And you have to know you're doing that if you're going to get anything out of it. But I've seen very little real changes um, that would make me think, wow, I'm, I'm not doing demand gen right anymore. I should be doing something else. Um, I should be reading more people because I, I just totally lost touch. And I, I think that's maybe a little true when it comes to ABM or ABM, account-based marketing and sales. Um, but that's just really automation of a certain kind of an approach. And most of the tools don't really do it the way they describe in their eBooks. Um, and it's, it can be challenging to build out if you don't really sit down and think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's still a lot of room for people to grab on the account based everything, as Gabriel likes to put it. And they don't necessarily need to change their marketing automation platform to achieve that. They just need to rethink how they're approaching the guts, right? How do you redesign your workflow, your data structure? So anybody who could really automate that better and in one platform has a real advantage, I think. Um, but I don't see that happening. Um, you know, I think, well, you guys know this, right? And Scott Brinker always put, putting this out there. There are so many different little technologies out there. You could just plug them in to whatever platform. Um, I think there is even talk at one point about 
you didn't really even need a Marketo. You just needed kind of a core database and a bunch of different connectors to different components that would do things for you. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you had a marketing data warehouse, which usually larger companies will try to build, um, you could use combination of APIs, Zapier, um, an Acton or a mini email platform to do certain kinds of trip nurturing, blog automation tool. Right? You could kind of build your own massive stack without necessarily having to spend a huge amount of money. Now, that would require you to do a lot of programming and work. Mm-hmm. It's not like the work disappears. So I I don't know who's going to do it, but I, I'm looking forward to the next marketing automation platform. And that I'd like to see it include what kind of a workflow for the marketer and where everyone can collaborate in building on certain things and then deploy what they've built. Um, now, I don't, I don't see everything being put onto this platform, though, right? Things like events, payment gateways, that's all going to be still plugins. So I'm not sure I really answered your question because I, I just don't see any real change mm-hmm. the last couple of years or really in the next, in the future, because I, I just don't really buy into this Internet of Things that and some of this other engagement stuff because marketers know this. They're just yeah. not doing it. <laughs> You don't think your toaster should send you an email when it's done? Stuff like that? No, I'm actually kind of a Luddite when it comes to things like that. I, mm. I don't think my house needs to be connected to the Internet. Okay. I don't want people hacking my refrigerator. That could, be, that could be a fantastic, like, this is just to go deep into Marketo world because you're one of those people. Could you have a flow step that says, like, you know, Toast the bread, then put cream cheese on or whatever, and then <laughs> deliver it to my cubicle. And that's an automated flow. Yeah, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the couple other tools that have come up recently have been um, Intercom, although they've been traditionally marketed more as a, a in-product workflow than engagement tool. Um, but it essentially does the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm personally not an intercom fan, but I think, I think it's because it's a bigger issue. I think that, um, kind of to your point, Josh, things have sort of stagnated in the market. And to some extent, there's a lot of things that are being created to solve one problem, right? And they're not solving multiple problems. And the ones that think that they're solving multiple problems sometimes cause other problems, right? Like intercoms, I think a great example, like it's good for chat. And like outside of chat, it can kind of make your life insane because it allows people to send emails through there. Well, what if they've unsubscribed to your emails through Marketo? Well, how do those two things talk to each other? Well, they don't out of the box, you know, and if you don't have things properly connected in Salesforce, then, you know, it's just there's a whole slew of things. Um, but I think it's it's interesting to see sort of like what tech stacks were and, and what they're becoming. And, and I think we'll actually see maybe more parsing down. Um, as time goes on, because really what we need to be able to do is automate a full campaign, you know, from end to end. You know, I think email is a component of a campaign, right? Like you do a webinar and emails are before and after and remind people, but you also have ads that need to go out. You also have, you know, you might be also doing the webinar live and having people come live to the event, you know, and so those are just a lot of other things to coordinate. So it would be cool to see something that like encompasses multiple channels to help you orchestrate all of it because that's what will keep the streams from being crossed, essentially, and save you the most money. Now, 
I like that orchestration concept, and I don't remember who exactly started that one. I don't know if that was Scott Brinker or Scott Vaughn, but the idea of multi-channel orchestration is good. There isn't a single platform that seems to be doing that, right? Mm -hmm. You end up having two or three systems man helping to manage that. Where I tell people or my clients in the past or the people at work, what is the journey we're taking people on? Stop asking me about the tool. Yeah. Tool doesn't matter. What are we trying to accomplish with the audience? What did they actually want to hear or not hear or be a part of? Where are these people? You know, what is that message that we're trying to send? Let's get all that down on the whiteboard, on a piece of paper, a lucid chart, whatever it is. Then let's look at what we do have today. Can we automate that in Marketo? I would say probably 80% of most of what people want in account-based marketing can be done within Marketo with no additional tools. Yeah, I agree. If you think about it. If you don't think about it, then you're like, oh, well, Marketo can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, it would certainly lead to account matching is an issue and has to be addressed. Um, certainly the data structures have to be addressed. But that's not Marketo, right? That was never Marketo. That was people deciding what the journey was going to be and what fields they needed to collect. Um, so something like Engageo, um, I really like the premise in many ways, but it still requires you to think about what that journey is, right? What are those touch points, right? A lot of people spend a lot of money on Topo. Um, you probably, you know, I like Craig Rosenberg and everything, but you know, if you think about it, you probably could have come up with that same cadence yourself if you just sat down with the salespeople for a couple of hours or something similar. Yeah. Right. And I think there's still a thing within sales about the number of touches. You know, call people 43 times to they'll finally pick up on that 44th call or they'll finally respond to you. I used to do this for a living. Um, yeah. You, you have to call cold call people at some point. Ideally, your content marketing lays a better groundwork. Um, but sure, cold call people. Cold try them on email. I used to do it. Um, it can get you a meeting, which is the only reason to cold call anyone is to get a meeting. Um, but what are you going to say in that meeting? What are you offering to people? And, and nobody seems to be sending that message out, really trying to help people understand why are you reaching out to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you send me five emails in five days, that probably doesn't mean I want to talk to you. Um, now, you know, a salesperson will probably tell you, sure, um, I'll just keep trying. And eventually someone will cave in. That could be true, but that's, you know, one out of a hundred or however many, right? And you can do it. We know we have the tools now to do that kind of a data analysis, but it's really about how do you want to present yourself as a company? Yeah. Do you want to be that company that's calling people 50 times a day? I had a, a guy do that once for me. I didn't ask him to do that, but it turned out he, he called the people like 10 times that day or the next two days. Um, and that was kind of annoying and not really the experience I wanted to give people uh, when I'm selling them large you know, subscription products. I like the effort and the hustle, but you also have to know when to tone it down, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's the part that's kind of missing from this whole marketing automation and the whole kind of SDR automation um, has really nothing to do with the platforms or the tools. Yeah. I'm glad that you, you've kind of like say that because I guess 
I mean, you're totally right. It should start with some sort of like a business strategy and then sort of set of like, you know, messaging and personal, like you still have to do the actual work of marketers and then perhaps the tools are the secondary. In fact, you know, the last thing that should, that should come up in terms of which is the right mix. So I'm glad that to hear you say that. So are, are you, you seeing that as well? Yeah, I agree. Of course. I mean, I, uh, I don't see as much of that just because we get so caught up in tactical execution and sometimes the momentum is so strong that it's hard. I mean, it's much harder to actually take responsibility and change the, the core business objectives or change the messaging. And so we just kind of like keep doing the same stuff. And I, I see that the most. I see this like, marketing by momentum just because that's what we've done and that's what seems to do okay and it's hard and it changes hard so that's mostly what i see uh, i mean and some companies of course do it right and, and kind of rethink it from scratch um but what i wanted to ask you is do you still um do you still get on the the community and do you still answer questions like have you continued to do that or um have you kind of tapered off on that and you, will, oh. you'll continue to do it. Have you been on the community lately? I haven't. That's why I'm asking. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> yes, I'm still answering questions. It's probably not nearly the volume that I used to. Um, there are, turns out, very smart people who are all happy to give much more detailed answers. Um, a lot of the, the challenge for me has been the questions have gotten tougher, right? People figured out a lot of things by now, and then they're like, oh, um, I've got this API problem, or I want to automate something that requires, you know, a lot of API connections or a lot of complicated thought, and I don't have the time to give them the step-by-step. -step. I've also changed my approach a little bit. Um, there's already a lot of content. Just do a search on the forum. You'll probably find the answer. Mm -hmm. Then you should ask a question because, you know, you can tell when sales has made more Marketo uh, sales because you'll get a whole bunch of questions at the beginning of every quarter that are basic. And it's just like, hey, docs.marketo.com exists now, and you can search a forum much more easily than in the past. You know, give yourself a little credit as a marketer or as a, marketing operations person and give it a shot first because ultimately even if I can suggest a path for you, kind of have to test it anyway and see what's working. Um, so if you're not kind of actively poking at the system, looking for the fields in question, thinking about it through, um, you're still not going to accomplish your goal and you shouldn't just rely on people to make it up for you, right? I just answered a question and I understand why people are asking this. They're like, well, what campaigns are you running for ABM? <laughs> and I had a few minutes, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll give them some pointers. But I think ultimately my point was, this is for your audience. What do you think is going to work for them? I don't know your audience. I don't know what campaigns are going to work for them. I can give you a hundred examples. Um, you know, from Adam New Watterson or Jason Siva or anything else that's out there about what you could do to attract attention on a one-to-one -one basis. I don't know if that's going to work for you. Is that really the approach you want to take? I have no idea. Um, 
So asking good questions is really a big deal to me, and I actually won't answer questions sometimes if I don't think it's worth it. Um, so, but getting back to your question, I'm, my goal is to make it to 300,000 points. Oh my I only God. have 8,000 to go, <laughs> and then I, I think I will, I will re relatively stop answering questions on the forum. Um, I, I like it. Um, I just can't really focus on it as much anymore. My role has changed. Has anyone, has anyone from Marketo ever like thanked you or given you some sort of recognition for this in a significant way? Other than being a Marketo champion? Yes, other than that. Like a, like a super champion of some sort. <laughs> well, I've, I've aged out of being a champion. I guess I'm a Marketo alum, champion alumni. Um, other than a nice verbal pat on the back, uh, no, no one's mm. giving me anything of real consequence. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. Kristen, did you want to add any final questions, thoughts? I mean, I feel like we're, we'll sort of see all of this kind of shake out in the next few months, right? Like now that Marketo is moving over to the cloud and they bought how and all that. I feel like there's sort of a new kind of era being birthed and it'll be cool to see Josh um what happens with your training program and how many people get into that and if there's anything new you have to add on and all that good stuff. So no no nothing in particular to ask. But is there anything you wanna throw out there? Any like last thoughts? For me? Yeah. If you want to learn Marketo, visit my site. <laughs> Consider my course. I'll plug myself right there. Excellent. I, I think the other thing, though, in all seriousness, as a follow-up to part of this conversation, is think, really think through what you're trying to do as a marketer, whether you're in marketing ops or if you're in demand gen or brand or whatever it is. You know, write that out. Really understand the path you're trying to take people on as they learn about your service, as they learn about your space, as they try to get them to consider you seriously and put you in the, what, the short list of companies that they're going to uh, bring in for a demo because that is what you need to do first. The infrastructure, things like Marketo, Salesforce, marketing operations, they're going to take that and automate it. And if, you know, what was it, the old adage? I don't remember who always claims credit for this one, but if you automate something that's bad, it's going to be really bad. <laughs> that's good. It can take, like you know, make your life a lot easier. Right? I think they, they give that to Bill Gates a lot, but I don't know if he was actually the originator. Um, you know, a lot of what I do is let me work, do a journey session with you so I understand what it is you're trying to do, and then I will translate that into Marketo speak. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of what I do. And I, I think marketing operations, if you're doing your job right, it, it, that should be a large part of your job. Cool. Well, with that, I wanted to thank you, Josh, for being in our podcast. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Okay. It's been fun. Time. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.